Happy Motivation Monday, everybody, and welcome to episode 231 of the supersetyourlife.com podcast, your weekly workout motivation to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. That's right. You know that on Mondays, we set the tone for our athletes and our listeners for a big week in your faith, in your family, and in your fitness. We've been teaching a lot lately on pride and on strength, so Colt and I are going to pick it back up with this theme and walk you through Ezekiel chapter 31. So if you've got your Bible, read along. Otherwise, listen up and hear what God's word has to say about these topics and what we can learn as athletes, coaches, and parents, and ultimately children of God. From there, Colt's going to walk you through a beginner three-day at-home workout split that you can do with only a pair of dumbbells, a folding chair, and an exercise band. I'm sure you'll learn lots of helpful home workout tips, even if you're advanced and have been at it for a while. Babe, should we start? Yep, let's go ahead. Heavenly Father, your word says in Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, finally be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. Dear God, we pray for your strength upon our listeners and all those that live inside this house. Keep us guarded against the lies and hungry for the truth. Amen. Amen. Wow. I wanted to say for our struggle is against um, vegans and <laughs> I wanted to add some other things in there, but definitely restrain myself. Okay. So a quick review of the Hope Inductive Study uh, Bible Study Method. This is what we're going to do. Uh, so H stands, so this is an acronym, H-O-P-E. H stands for hear it twice. So we're going to jump right in and read it a first time, add in some context, and then we'll read it a second time. Then from there, O stands for observe what is being said. These are the kind of questions that you want to ask yourself. Uh, P stands for pull truths. So what is being taught? Also, my favorite is where do we see Jesus here? Jesus is on every single page of the Bible, and this is no exception. And then E stands for engage. So who or what should we be praying about? All right, babe, you want to not you want to kick us off with um, Ezekiel chapter thirty, verse one? Yes. All right. In the eleventh year, uh, Ezekiel chapter thirty-one, verse one. You mean? Okay. I'm sorry. In what did I say? Thirty. My bad. We're in, we're in chapter 31. <laughs> in the 11th year, in the third month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his hordes, who are you like in your greatness? Think of Assyria, a cedar in Lebanon, and with beautiful branches and shady foliage and, a loft, and of lofty height. Its top was amongst the clouds. The waters caused it to grow. The underground springs made it tall, directing their rivers all around the place where the tree was planted and sending their channels to all the trees of the field. Therefore, the cedar became greater in height than all the trees of the field. Its branches multiplied and its bows grew long and as, spread, as it spread them out because of the abundant water. All the birds of the sky nested in its branches and all the animals of the field gave birth beneath its bows. All the great nations lived in its shade. It was beautiful in its size, in the length of its limbs, for its roots extended to abundant water. The cedars in God's garden could not eclipse it. The pine trees could not compare with its branches, nor could the plain of trees match its, match its bows. No tree in the garden of God can, could compare with 
it in beauty. I made it beautiful with its many limbs and all the trees of Eden, which were in God's garden, envied it. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. Since it towered high in stature and set its tops among the clouds, and it grew proud on account of its height, I determined to hand it over to a ruler of nations. He would surely deal with it. I banished it because of its wickedness. Foreigners, ruthless men from the nations, cut it down and left it dying. Its limbs fell on the mountains and in every valley. Its bows lay broken in all the earth's ravines. All the peoples of the earth left its shade and abandoned it. All the birds of the sky nest on its fallen trunk, and all the animals of the field were among its bows. This happened so that no trees planted besides water, beside water would become great in height and set their tops amongst the clouds, and so that no other well-watered trees would reach them in height. For they have all been consigned to death, to the underworld among the people who descend, who descend to the pit. Is that hell? Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically. This is what the Lord God says. I caused grieving on the day that that cedar went down to Sheol. I closed off the underground deep because of it. I held back the rivers of the deep and its abundant waters were restrained. I made Lebanon mourn on account of it and all the trees of the field fainted because of it. I made nations quake at the sound of his downfall when I threw it down to Sheol to be with those who descended to the pit. Then all the trees of Eden, the choice and the best of Lebanon, all the well-watered trees were comforted to the to the un, comforted in the underworld. They too descended with it to Sheol, to the to those slain by the sword, its allies. They had lived in its shade among the nations. Who then are you go? Who then are you like in glory and greatness among Eden's trees? You will also be brought down to the underworld to be. With the trees of Eden, you will lie among the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all of his hordes. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Awesome. Thanks so much for that, babe. I love yeah. Ezekiel's writing style. He's, he's so, so poetic. Absolutely love it. Um, I'm a, I'm a nerd for apocalyptic, apocalyptic literature. If you don't know me by now, <laughs> if, if you don't know that about me uh, yet, then the more that you get to know me, you will definitely know that about me. So... A uh, little bit of context here. So Ezekiel, um, he spoke to the nation of, e of of Egypt in June of 587 BC concerning their history of influencing Israel, which is God's nation, to turn away from God and look up to other nations for military power. That was the big problem that was happening. That's the main prop. That's the main beef that God has with Egypt right now. So to illustrate this point, he paints a picture of Assyria, which is modern day Iraq, symbolized by a large, beautiful tree that towers over the rest of the trees, which are the nations, as it was the superpower of its time. Egypt's downfall would mirror this and history shows that God isn't kidding when he warns us in advance. God would use King Nebuchadnezzar of, of Babylon to put an end to the power of both of these nations. So we do, however, see God's grace concerning Egypt in Ezekiel 29, 13 through 15, where we see that they would be preserved and not permanently destroyed like Assyria was. So here's what several non-biblical sources have to say about how things turned out for these nations. So this is from the Department of Ancient Near Eastern Art. 
Um, they say uh, Assyria was at the height of its power, but persistent difficulties controlling Babylonia would soon develop into a major conflict. At the end of the 7th century, the Assyrian Empire collapsed permanently, that is, under the assault of the Babylonians. Egypt's height of power began around 1550 BC and lasted until the 6th century BC, having never fully recovered to this day. Although considered to be a medium-sized military power today, they are ranked third in the Middle East after Turkey and Iran. Israel is ranked number four, just FYI. And that's today? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's today. That's that's from an article from Tempo Magazine entitled 10 Middle East Countries with Strongest Militaries in 2024. Did some research on that last night. So personally, I believe that this is a sign of the fast approaching Ezekiel Wars in Ezekiel 38 and 39. So if you're not part of our Wednesday night Bible studies here again, totally free, of course, and it's every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. We're actually going to be going uh, deeper into Ezekiel 31. We're going to be doing uh, chapters 29, 30, 31, and 32 this upcoming Wednesday. So we're getting close to the Ezekiel Wars. This is really exciting. Um, okay, babe, so you, you, you had a question about the word pit. Um, the, that, that's actually the Hebrew word sheol. Um, it's also Greek Hades. So this is a temporary location for the dead that are awaiting final judgment. It's not to be confused with purgatory. Not the, That's not what this is. <laughs> um, also not to be confused with the bottomless pit of Revelation 9. Any idea where the bottomless pit is? Hell? Um, good guess. It's not hell, actually. Um, lots of scholars have different conjectures on uh, as, 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 to, <laughs> as to what this bottomless pit is. Um, Chuck Missler, I think has the best explanation of it. And so that's kind of the, that, that's kind of where I'm planting my flag, which is, um, I think it's at the center of the earth. It's the, mm -hmm. o it's the only, lo it's the only geographic location that every direction is up because it doesn't have a bottom. So, uh, think, so, so think of it this way. Um, Hades, Sheol, the pit, that's like the county jail. And then the lake of fire is like prison with a life sentence. So um for for hades sheol the pit the county jail that is if you want to think of it that way in the old testament you can check out uh first samuel chapter 28 and then for the new testament check out luke chapter 16. um i don't believe that it's a parable i really believe that it's an actual account and a real story and so if you want an idea of what that location is uh luke chapter 16 goes into really deep detail on that and then as for the lake of fire this is the prison with the life sentence. This is where we don't want to be. So, all right, here we go. Fire and brimstone. Ready, everybody? <laughs> uh, Revelation chapter 20, 11, uh, verses 11 through 15. Then I saw a great, a great white throne and one seated on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence. This is after the tribulation. This is the end of times. And no one was found for, or, and no one was found for them. No place uh, was found. Excuse me. No place was found for them. I also saw the dead, the great and the small standing before the throne, and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Each one was judged according to their own works. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. 
and anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire.、Hmm. Wow, that sounds graphic. Yeah, when something's repeated two or three times like that, you know for sure he's not kidding. <laughs> and,、uh, and 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 how everybody was judged according to to their works. If you notice that, let's let's think about that. As I go ahead and read from、uh, Ezekiel chapter thirty-one, with all this context in mind, okay,、um, God is a very, very fair judge, and if somebody offends God, they are judged in exact concordance with their works. All right, so here we see a clear picture of this. In the eleventh year, in the third month, in the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his hordes. Who are you like in your greatness? Think of Assyria, a cedar in Lebanon with beautiful branches and shady foliage, and a lofty height. Its top was among the clouds. The water caused it to grow. The underground springs made it tall, directing their rivers all around the place where the tree was planted, and sending their fields to all the trees of the field. Therefore, the cedar became greater in height than all the trees of the field. Its branches multiplied, and its boughs grew long, and it spread them out because of the abundant water. All the birds of the sky nested in its branches. So the word "birds" here that usually usually represents Gentile nations in in prophetic literature. So all the birds of the sky nested in its branches, and all the animals of the field gave birth beneath its boughs. And all the great nations lived in its shade. See there.、Mm-hmm. So、um, the great that, nations would be Israel. Uh, no, na- uh, very, very, very good question. These are Gentile nations. Oh, okay. So this excludes Israel, and that's how we know that in verse six, the word birds is representing、uh, nations.、Okay. The, be- the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. <laughs>、right. uh, it was beautiful in its size and the length of its limbs, for its roots extended to abundant water. The cedars in God's garden could not eclipse it.、Uh, that word "cedars," babe, to your point, that represents Judah and Israel, because、okay. it says that it's in God's garden. So we know that this is God's people that we're talking about now. So the nations and Israel and Israel、uh, both were were were, go- were looking towards Assyria. Okay. So the tree is Judah slash Israel, right? Um, the the tree that we've been talking about so far is Assyria. Okay. Verse two.、Uh, excuse me. Verse three. Think. Of oh,、it. I'm sorry. The cedars in God's garden. Now I understand. Correct. Okay. Now、yeah. I understand. Yeah.、Okay. So Assyria is the giant tree. Right. That all the other nations are looking towards because this is the this is the superpower of its time.、Okay. Even even more powerful than Egypt, and、uh, and until until they ran into Babylon, of course. Babylon would put an end to Assyria permanently,、um, Egypt for the most part, and Israel for the most part. Although Israel and Egypt would both survive. Okay, okay. so back to verse eight. The cedars in God's garden would、uh, could not eclipse it. The pine trees couldn't compare with its branches, nor could the plane trees match its boughs. No tree in the garden of God could compare with its beauty. I made it beautiful with its many limbs and all the trees of Eden. All right. So what what do we what do we learn here? God gives us our strength, and God even gave this nation their strength that they have, Assyria. Okay. He gave、um, he he gave Nebuchadnezzar 
of Bab King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon the power to be able to be used as a sword of judgment against these nations. And don't worry about Babylon. They definitely got theirs. <laughs> uh, they don't exist today either, by the way. So, uh, but that happened later. Back to verse nine. I made it beautiful with its many limbs and all the trees of Eden, which were in God's garden, and they envied it. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. Since it, since it towered high in stature and set its top among the clouds, and it grew proud on account of its height. Okay? They grew proud. Always a big problem. I never ends up well when somebody becomes prideful. <laughs> I determined to hand it over to a ruler of nations. He would surely deal with it. I banished it because of its wickedness. Foreigners, ruthless men from the nations, cut it down and left it lying. Its limbs fell on the mountains and in every valley. Its bows lay broken on earth's, on earth's ravines. All the peoples of the earth left its shade and abandoned it. All the birds of the sky, the nations, nested on its fallen trunk, and all the animals of the fields were on its boughs. This happened so that no trees planted besides water would become great in height and set their tops among the clouds, and so that no other well-watered trees would reach them in its height. For they had all been consigned to death, to the underworld, among the people who descend to the pit." the county jail, whatever we want to call it. All right. This, why am I talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Let's pick up on uh, verse 15. This is what the Lord God says. I caused grieving the day of the, the, the day the cedar went down to Sheol. I closed off the underground deep because of it. I held back the rivers of the deep and its abundant water was restrained. I made Lebanon mourn, uh, mourn on account of it and all the trees of the field fainted because of it. I made the nations quake at the sound of its downfall when I threw it down to Sheol to be with those who descended to the pit. Then all of the trees of Eden, the choice and the best of Lebanon, and all the well-watered trees were comforted in the underworld. They too descended with it to Sheol, to the slain by the sword. As its allies, they lived in its shade among the nations. Who then are you it like in glory and greatness among Eden's trees? You also will be brought down to the underworld to be with the trees of Eden. You will lie among the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his hordes. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Wow. What do you think, babe? It's deep. Literally. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so you see what's happening here. So, yeah. so Egypt is so cocky and so powerful at this point. They do not think that there's any chance that anybody can can beat them, can can defeat them. And so, that's that's why he paints this entire picture of what just happened to Assyria, before wrapping it all up and saying, "Hey, look, this is going to happen to you guys too." Mm -hmm. So heads up. Okay. Um, so where do we see, here's a fun question. Where do we see Jesus in here? Um, where does our, well, what, I think in the garden of Eden, when they talk about that, mm -hmm. uh, what struck out to me was how in verse nine, again, I made all, I, I made it beautiful with its many limbs mm -hmm. and all the trees of, of Eden. So God gave Babylon their power. He gave Assyria their power. He gave Israel their power. All these nations only ha only have what they do have because God gave it to them originally. And so 
um, our strength comes from Jesus Christ, okay? Uh, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And one of my favorites, and this is actually our verse of the week, is uh, 1 Timothy 2.1, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Mm. All right, I'm going to wrap us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for this opportunity to take a deeper dive into your word, to study your word. And Lord, I pray that you would remind us that you would be with us, that you would help us every single day, Lord, to be, to look towards you for our strength and not towards the world for our strength. Um, that is really what happened here between Israel and, 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 and Egypt is they saw this nation as being so unbelievably powerful that it was more attractive than the relationship that they had with you. And that's really heartbreaking. I pray that that never happens for us and that you keep me away from that mentality, that you keep Taylor away from that mentality, our listeners and our athletes, so that we can continue to look towards you as the only source of our strength. It is in the blessed name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior and Messiah, that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, grab a pen because we are going over a home workout split that you can do with only a pair of light dumbbells an exercise band and you're probably gonna need either a bench or worst case scenario a folding chair will do the trick too this is the workout plan that we just wrote for our newest client eric pennell uh you should definitely check him out on instagram instagram i'm gonna plug his instagram and his youtube channel in the show notes he is on instagram at eric carnivore rn he is a registered nurse uh carnivore as of 10 months he's lost 40 pounds off all of his medications um he's big into sunlight big into grounding big into walking i'm big into all those he's also an army vet married kids and a christ follower really really good guy so uh this is his workout split actually um he's a bit more of an advanced lifter and so um getting back into it this is what he's gonna do for a couple weeks before we get into his low volume uh high intensity training and so this is gonna be a three bot uh, a, a, a three day split full body workout uh, here again that anybody can do at home all right this is very very much beginner entry level so uh, what we're gonna start with is again a full body workout and uh, this is a Steve Reeves style workout all right this is how I like to write full body training um, I always like to start I always like to consider blood flow starting with the most important muscle group. I'll give you a second to think about what that is. What do you think it is? If you guessed abs, you are correct. So the first exercise of every single workout is going to be abs. Even my workout today, um, I trained legs. But the first thing that I did with, was was abs. Why? Because try getting uh, blood. If you listen, if you listen to uh, two podcasts ago, where Jimmy Austin, Jimmy Austin, and I were talking about ab training. Try getting an ab pump after you've already worked your major muscle groups. It's really, really hard. And so um, I get better core activation too if I do a couple sets before I do my leg days. Anyway, we're getting into Eric's workout now. And so he's gonna. So these are all supersets. We're gonna do a superset, a second superset, and then a third superset, and then a straight set to finish every workout. Um, so his first one is going to be a superset between ab rollouts and Coach Greg's side laterals is what I call them. 
ab rollouts, uh, you're actually going to need an ab rollout device for that. <laughs> They're really, really cheap. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them at Walmart. Uh, if you don't have access to that, you can totally just, if you don't have one of those, you can totally just do sit-ups for this one. So supersetting that with side lateral raises. Side lateral raises are extremely important for the side deltoids because it's the only exercise that really isolates them. Um, and Coach Greg's variation, I'm talking about Coach Greg IFBB Pro, has a great YouTube video demo on how to do this one. Um, and, and all these exercises that I'm that, that I'm listing off, by the way, they're all on our YouTube channel, Skullbells TV. So if you search any of these exercise descriptions um, on our YouTube channel, Skullbells TV, they're all actually on our quick demo playlist. And so it's either myself or one of our athletes is demonstrating how to do this, ex uh, how to do these exercises. Okay, so we're gonna do side lateral raises and ab rollouts for the first superset. Um, and then for the second supers, oh, and for rep ranges, we're looking at eight to 12 reps for ab rollouts and about 12 reps for the, uh, for the side lateral raises. From there, we're gonna, we're thinking about blood flow, right? So we're going from the top of the body down. We always wanna end with legs when we do this because legs are your biggest muscle group and that's gonna steal most of your blood from your other muscles. You wanna make sure you get a pump in all the other muscle groups first before you hit legs, especially your thighs, okay? So we're, start, so we're um, hitting uh, decline supinated push-ups. That's a push-up with your hands actually reversed. And then you wanna um, and, and you wanna have either a low block or put your feet on a bench or something so you're at a decline angle. It's kind of a play on words because it actually imitates an incline pressing angle. Um, and so it's gonna work your upper chest. So we're doing upper chest and triceps. That reverse grip actually does bring in a bit more triceps. And then we're doing bent over lateral raises to superset that and hit the rear delts. Okay, so the first superset is ab rollouts and side laterals. Second superset is decline push-ups and bent over lateral raises for the rear delts. After that, he's going to do a superset of supinated chin-ups, as many as he can. Uh, he's going to have like maybe his wife or, <laughs> or a friend or somebody uh, help, him once, help, help him after he gets past failure. And so he's going to do as many reps as he can and then force out a couple extras. Uh, that's going to be a superset with Nordic hamstring curls. That's a body weight exercise. That is a wonderful way to load up your hamstrings without putting any strain on your lower back because you're just using your body weight. So he's going to do as many reps as he can with the chin-ups, and then he's going to do seven reps with the Nordic hamstring curls. And then to finish it all off, dumbbell box squats, uh, two sets of 20. That'll definitely finish off his legs. <laughs> uh, so he's doing two sets of everything. And then after he's done every single workout, he's going to add in a third set. Um, okay. So the second workout, this is workout B, is going to be a super set of hanging leg raises and dumbbell seated shoulder presses. See here again. So we're starting with abs and with his shoulders. Then we're going to go from the top down. So after that, his next superset is going to be heavy bent over lateral raises. So he's going to use his dumbbells this time. The bent over lateral raises that he was doing before in workout A, that's with no weight whatsoever. It looks really, really goofy. And I feel like an idiot every time I teach it because I'm not using any weight. <laughs> but the rear delts, if you get your mind inside the muscle and really focus on the squeeze, that's how I've really figured out how to not just work my rear deltoids but activate them and so then when you start adding weight 
that's when you start seeing even more gains. Um, so he's going to superset his rear delts with banded uh, behind-the-neck pull-aparts, which is a band uh, tricep exercise. It's one that I invented, and so that's what I decided to call it. I'm sure I'm not the first person that came up with it. <laughs> so if you have a better name for it, then uh, email me maybe. Um, so after that, he's going to do a, ban a superset of banded lat pull-downs for his lats and uh, ski squats or wall sits, whatever you want to call them. So he's just going to hold a wall sit for as long as he possibly can. I put a note in his plan. This will hurt. Hold as long as you can. Your second set might be pathetic, but that's okay, smiley face. <laughs> uh, and then he's going to finish with two sets of stiff leg deadlifts. Um, not any supersets there. I like to put that one at the end of the workout because he's going to be focusing on the stretch after he's already thoroughly worked his hamstrings. Um, especially on the on, on the wall sits when you're above parallel that's working your quads and then as you start to sink down which is how i like to do it then once you get past parallel is when you bring in your glutes and your hamstrings okay um, also dumbbell stiff leg deadlifts is particularly ta uh, taxing on the central nervous system and on the lower back so i never really like to superset anything with that unless it's something like leg extensions or an isolation exercise Speaking of leg extensions, we're not going to find that in this plan, and that's okay because he doesn't have a leg extension machine at home. Most people don't. Um, so his workout C is going to be a superset of stomach vacuums and bent over lateral raises uh, with a band this time. So now he's done it with no weight. Now he's done it with some heavier dumbbells, and now he's using bands. I like to have athletes train rear delts usually uh, twice as much as every single muscle group. I'm not even kidding. Most people have very, very, very underdeveloped rear deltoids. That's not going to be the case for this gentleman. <laughs> it's not going to be the case for you either if you train like this. Um, so then this next superset is going to be standing dumbbell curls and dumbbell chest flies. It's actually his only bicep exercise in his plan so far because the supinated chin-ups are going to be working a lot of biceps from workout A. Um, after that... He's doing a superset of dumbbell bent over shrugs, which is a specialty exercise that we came up with for the rhomboids and for the traps because all of his other uh, lat, lat work has been um, f focused on his lats, the latissimus dorsi, right? Your back has a lot more muscles than just the lats. The rhomboids and the traps, that's a really big one, and so we're isolating that. Um, and he's also supersetting that with lying unilateral hip thrusts. That's going to be his glute exercise. Um, and then after that, he's going to do two straight sets of reverse dynamic lunges. And this is a quad dominant exercise that really works all the muscles of the leg. All right, Eric, go crush it, brother. Super excited for you. Make sure you check out his Instagram and his YouTube channel, everybody. Um, his recipes, this is this is why I love this gentleman's profile so much, is because not only is it positive and is, and is, is it cool to look at, but it's his, uh, his, his recipes. He makes all of his food look awesome. <laughs> I mean, the picture quality, um, the... Uh, the, the the way that he prepares his food his, his his recipes he is on the carnivore diet and he is crushing it like he's 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 the kind of guy where you look at him and you're like yeah that makes me want to do the carnivore diet me um my whole goal is to keep it cheap to keep it simple uh i'm gonna get into an exact cost breakdown here in a second actually <laughs> so anyway i'll get more into that but yeah definitely check out eric okay guys um, all right, updates, announcements, and final thoughts for the week. Here is Taylor's update. She would like to say, hey, y'all, happy March. February was a long month of everyone being sick, so we are glad to be saying goodbye to that. 
Nothing has changed this week with my meal plan and workouts. Figuring out my routine with working full time has been a journey, and I can't really have, have and so I haven't really uh, found the best plan yet. But with the longer days, it's making it much easier to get them done after school. The kids are both doing well. We just registered Everly for pre-K starting in August, and James just lost his two front teeth. We are very,、uh, excuse me, we are out of the baby and toddler phase, and it is crazy. James turned six on the thirteenth, and I can't even believe it. More to come probably next week.、Uh, Colt starts、uh, track coaching for high school next week, and he's just and, and he's just going to be the best coach for them. <laughs> I'm so excited for his journey with it. He also finished up two weeks of giving us a, 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 a health seminar to middle schoolers about heart health and exercise. To say he is a hit was an understatement. Thank you very much for that, babe. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. She would like to say. All right, here is my update. I'm halfway through our lion diet with Danielle and Michael.、Um, the three of us, we're all holding each other accountable, and we're all going strong. Little over halfway through now. So,、uh, daily cost analysis for all my food. Ready? It is. I just told this to the guy at Walmart when we picked up when we picked up our last our, our beef today.、Uh, but it is five dollars and fifty nine cents a day total. That's what I'm living on right now. Five forty two on meat and seventeen cents a day on salt and supplements. Just taking vitamin D and serol stem cell support. I'm not even taking any electrolytes right now because I'm getting all that from my salt. Between pink potassium, cave salt, and Baja Gold、uh, mineral salt. That one's loaded with magnesium. So. This is by far the most enjoyable, cost-effective, and practical diet that I've ever done, which is why I keep coming back to it, and it's it's really my favorite to teach.、Uh, I'm six months out from the open natural right now. I'm guessing that my stage weight is probably going to be around 190 pounds. My last stage weight when I competed was、uh, 182, and then the show that I did right after that, I filled up on carbs, and so I actually blew up and retained a bunch of water and came in at 189. But I needed to because I was <laughs> because I was a natural bodybuilder against a lot of guys that were on gear, and so I wanted to be as big and、uh, and catch up with all of them. I got I got a fifth place. I'm pretty sure that's why I got fifth place. <laughs> all right. Anyway,、uh, I, was, I was I was extremely happy with it. Just for the record. No,、uh, that was at the end of 2022. Anyway, current macros right now are 200 grams of protein pretty much every day,、uh, and then anywhere from 250 to 400 grams of fat a day. I'm packing away as much as, as much as I can right now. You always want to do at the at the start of a contest prep is to be eating as much food as you possibly can as long as you're seeing results.、Uh, yesterday, Carnivore JT and I sorted through and discussed several peer-reviewed studies. On carbohydrates, insulin, the laws of thermodynamics, and how to save money on your grocery hauls. That was episode 230: the untold science of fat loss, the laws of thermodynamics, and grocery shopping on a budget with Carnivore JT. All right, our athlete spotlight of the week. This is an email that I got、uh, like literally an hour ago from Danielle Fisher. She is a WNBF women's bodybuilding pro that lives in New Hampshire. She says. So glad no damage was done on my vacation. I stuck to my lion diet meal plan, but did no weighing and no measuring. It was all on satiety. I think my appetite was turned on the week of twenty-five thousand steps on Tuesday and Wednesday. But when you eat only meat, it doesn't matter. Body uses what I put in it. Sunday through Thursday night, I went up seven. I, I went through seven pounds of ground beef, ten bags of carnivore crisps ribeye,、uh, and ground beef crumbs. 
two burger patties at Applebee's, six patties at McDonald's, and five at Wendy's. Wow. I ate like a king and felt incredible, and I didn't miss one workout in the gym. Way to go, Danielle. You are setting the example in so many ways. It's unbelievable. So many great ideas for people traveling on the lion diet. It's the easiest thing ever after you've been consistent for a couple weeks, isn't it? Super, super proud of you. Eat the right food. Worship the right dude. <laughs> We're halfway through this journey. The second half will be a breeze. I agree with you. Eating like a king, or the king of the jungle in this case, never feels restrictive. Being a slave to addictions is restrictive. It doesn't matter if it's cocaine. It doesn't matter if it's sugar. It doesn't matter if it's caffeine. It's all restrictive when you're addicted to a substance. So the lion diet frees you from everything except what your body really needs to thrive. Thanks for doing this challenge with me, Danielle. Uh, check out episode 187 of our show, this same show if you haven't heard it yet. That is Danielle Fisher, WNBF pro and ultra marathon runner on Competing With Love. That was a really cool conversation. All right. Speaking of this show, the SupersetYourLife.com podcast, we have a podcast review from Sarah Lawrence from Seattle, Washington, U.S., Despite American Heart Month enacted by a Democrat <laughs> and, and uh, AHA-backed, I found the podcast insightful. Loved Casey's testimony, his health status, and the convo uh, about book recommendations, adding those books to my list. Thanks a lot for that, Sarah. That was in response to uh, episode 227, Heart Health, Your Soul, Purpose, and Motivation Monday pep talk with Boundless Body Radio host Casey Ryan Ruff. Thanks a lot for your review, Sarah. You, you totally burst my bubble about Heart Health Month, too. I didn't know that it was backed by Democrats. Get those books. <laughs> uh, I started listening to the Audible version of The Big Fat Surprise, Why Butter, Meat, and Cheese Belong in a Healthy Diet by Nina Teichels. And it's every bit as thrilling as Casey said it was. So uh, I bought, a, so, so I bought a, um, a used hard copy off of Amazon and, uh, and showed up today, actually. The chapter on olive oil was completely eye-opening. Many people think that this is healthy for their heart. There's many, many healthier fat options, and they're all saturated, and they all come from animals. And most of them have more omega-3s than they do omega-6s. The list goes on and on and on. <laughs> Moral of the story, eat the right food, worship the right dude. This book is a masterpiece start to finish. You'll love it. All right, our podcast review for Carnivore Coaches Corner is from Lucky Krim from Alabama, United States. I enjoy all the episodes, but this conversation was the bestest. <laughs> uh, so much good information that I easily understood. Well done. That was in response to session number 43, Critical Carb-Loving Coaches Proven Wrong Again with Richard Anthony Smith. Thanks again, Lucky. Means a lot, especially coming from a highly respected leader in the carnivore space such as yourself. I've learned more from you than you have learned from us over the years. I promise you that. In many ways, I've modeled my own lifestyle after yours, especially with eating butter cold out of the package with salt on it. Yum. Uh, YouTube review for Skullbells TV is from Joff Yillard, a registered nurse from Australia. His YouTube channel is Joff Yillard. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. He says, glucose is not the preferred fuel source. The human body is obviously designed to run on fatty acids for conversion to energy substrate. 
your body regulates its own glucose levels through the gluconeogenesis process in order to meet the demands of the cells which do require glucose. She really ought to correct herself and hold her tongue next time she decides to speak on this topic. Uh, that was in response to our short video uh, calling out a keto hater. Thanks a lot for your wise words and insight, Joff. I don't like being sarcastic and getting in people's faces, but when fake coaches criticize keto, they definitely got a problem with me and they're going to hear about it. So since then, she removed that post and she blocked me. Her following is, 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 is as fake as her claims on how to lose weight. Buyer beware. You can spot fake followers, excuse me, you can spot fake followings that fake coaches have a mile away because their posts don't have engagement. They prey on people that are looking for easy weight loss solutions without getting to the root of the problem. To your point on being fat adapted and fat being our preferred fuel source, you are absolutely correct, Joff. We will die without essential aminos, dietary fat, and water, and salt, maybe, maybe not. I don't think so. But uh, humans will thrive without carbs. We must convert sugars, proteins, and amino acids to fat in the liver or else we will die. The liver is critical for producing fat via the insulin-dependent reactions and pathways. Your body is a Ferrari. Switching from glucose to fat is like switching from regular to premium. Eat for what's optimal, not for what you can get away with. If you're eating for entertainment, then find some better entertainment like music, reading, chess, or sex. <laughs> uh, we definitely need to record a podcast together, bro. I love your channel and the and, and I love the message that you're preaching. Um, store review is from Chris Castro from Kent, Washington, United States. He says, Baja Gold and Celtic Sea Salt are the best. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the purchase, Chris. Thoroughly enjoyed our consultation and looking forward to the next one. Until then, keep eating the right food and worshiping the right dude. Uh, updates and announcements. All right. Pink Potassium Cave Salt Sale. 15% code is KIS4Potassium. You can pick that up at supersetyourlife.com, our website. All proceeds go towards supporting this show. Um, Carnivore Coaches Corner Podcast Rating. We are now ranked number one in the UK in bodybuilding podcasts, according to Feedspot. Not super surprised because most of our listeners are in Europe. Thanks all for supporting our meaty message so that more people can hear it. Speaking of keto haters, keto skeptics, definitely needed to address this one. So a keto skeptic on social media said, I do not trust what you claim about your own results or your client's results. Show me one peer-reviewed scientific article proving that you can lose weight without being in a calorie deficit. <laughs> All right. So this Foster study, this is one that you want to look up if this is if, if, if this is the angle that you're coming at this with. Uh, it is PMID 20679559. Weight and metabolic outcomes after two years on a low-carbohydrate versus a low-fat diet, a randomized trial on PubMed. So for this trial on 307 adults pitted against a low uh, pitted a low-fat calorie-controlled diet against an Atkins diet that was unlimited in calories, and investigators found almost no difference in the health or weight loss of the subjects on the two diets, except, notably, that HDL cholesterol improved by 23% on the Atkins diet, where no such advantage was seen in the low-fat dieting group. The truth always comes out, and it's always there if you look for it. This does not violate any of the laws of thermodynamics. The first law of thermodynamics states that when energy passes into or out of a system as work, 
heat, or matter, the system's internal energy changes in accordance with the law of conservation of energy. This does not account for insulin, the thermic effect of food, and its impact on your endocrine system, aka your hormones, and ketosis, to name a few. Uh, meal timing, that's another one. So keto does not deny the law of thermodynamics. We're simply not comparing apples to apples. We don't track time in inches, and we shouldn't track food intake and expenditure with a measurement that was invented for steam engines. I hope this clears up some confusions and explains why calories are a flawed metric, once again, that I do not use and forbid all of my clients to use, especially because it scares people out of eating fat, which is deadly. We need to forget that fat has nine calories per gram. That is a horrible mindset. Fat is our primary energy source. My advice, forget that you ever heard that fat has nine calories per gram. Uh, this is from Dr. Robert Kiltz's book, Kiltz's Keto is Carnivore, A Guide for Fertile Life and Beyond, on page 77. About halfway through this book right now, and it's just rocking my world. I'm loving every single page of it. Um, it's actually really colorful. There's a whole bunch of pictures, too. And so if you're someone that doesn't like to read, um, I think you'll love this book anyway. So you should definitely grab a copy of it. Uh, I'm going to get. I'm gonna try to get him on Carnivore Coach's Corner again here soon and ask him some questions um, that I have about reading his book. But anyway... Uh, he says, glucose kills mitochondria. Mitochondria are the essential energy factories for our cells, like mini turbines. They produce the energy that runs our cells. That energy is called ATP, made from fatty acids. When a person eats more food, they will produce more energy in the form of fat and store it for future use. That is our fat stores and our only cellular energy. You produce less energy and you accumulate more fat. The more sugar you eat, the more damage is caused to the mitochondria. Over time, you might actually lose mitochondria. Fat is fuel for the body. All sugar and amino acids must be taken to the liver and converted to fat via insulin in the liver cells. Without that conversion, we would not be able to live. Fat is the only fuel for your body. You must convert most sugars and amino acids to fat to be alive. I'm trying to cover this from as many different angles as I can. Um, sugar and amino acids are not direct fuels to the mitochondria. We don't have to eat carbs ever. There's not a single human being that has to eat carbs. There are no essential carbohydrates. There are only essential fatty acids and essential amino acids. Human beings are carnivores, not omnivores. Once again, Forget that fat has nine calories per gram. In all of my experience and all the studies, I have never seen somebody become overweight on a low-carb diet. It just doesn't happen. Eat the right food, worship the right dude, everything else falls into place. Watch most of your problems go away or become easier to deal with when you've got those two principles nailed down. All right, let's lighten things up. Our dad joke of the week. This one actually isn't mine, so I can't take credit for it. <laughs> I was studying a sermon from Calvary uh, Fellowship. It's a new channel that I found on YouTube. Um, I was looking for I was looking for some more resources on uh, Ezekiel 38 in preparation for our upcoming classes. So here it is. All right, he goes. There's three things that I get asked to speak on all the time: end of times, sex, and 
is there sex in the end of times? <laughs> I could not stop laughing when I heard that. Um, but seriously, uh, it's it's a it's a the the entire sermon is very very good. So it's called the Magog invasion, uh, Ezekiel thirty eight one through twenty three, and that's from Calvary Fellowship. Uh, our super scripture, tagging back to what we were talking about earlier, Ezekiel thirty one nine. All right. Remember that verse. Remember how much Taylor and I were talking about it? I made it beautiful with its many limbs. I made it beautiful with its many limbs. Okay. Second um, Timothy 2.1 says, Be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So though Ezekiel and many other prophets, through him, God frequently reminds us that all of our strength comes from him and from him alone, regardless of what we choose to do with that strength. Philippians 4.13 and, and 2 Timothy 2.1 are, are just two of many, many of my favorite passages that remind me where our strength comes from. Whether we decide to use this strength for our purposes, which is a bad idea, or for his purposes, hint, which is a good idea, uh, that's entirely up to us and it's a decision that we have to make every single day. Psalm 143.8 says, Let me experience your faithful love in the morning, for I trust in you. Reveal to me the way that I should go, because I long for you, or I appeal for you. It could be translated either way. It's a powerful one, though. That's one that I like to, 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 to say to remind myself where my strength comes from and that I need to be looking to God for my answers and not to the world for my answers. Okay, Just like Israel was looking to Egypt for their answers, that was a big mistake, and it cost them greatly. I don't want to have to answer to that. Um, God always reveals to us. Um, God always reveals to us what our thoughts, our words, and our actions should be if we look to Him for the answers. Egypt successfully influenced Israel to fall prey to this dead end thinking. Let's learn from their experiences and encourage others to do the same. Okay. Thanks everybody for joining us in this entire episode. We're going to catch you on Friday with episode two with episode two hundred and thirty two. Let's go. See you there.